1: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is MMA fighter Jesse James Kozakowski, who is currently three and zero. Jesse, how's it going?
2: It's going great, man. Just waking up, having my morning coffee.
1: Yeah, appreciate you coming it's my on. Day.
2: That's the ritual every morning.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're no problem. Man. So, let's just jump right into it. How did you get into mixed martial arts?
2: I started mixed martial arts when I was very little. Um, Most people, you know, start out, you know, five, six years ago, three years ago, two years ago. I started when I was little, like real little. I was like four years old. I was blessed to have my father. Um, My father, he started martial arts back in like the 1960s, so I'd just been working with him since I was little, and now I've just taken it to a whole new level. Now I'm 3-0, I went 5-0 as an amateur, and here we are just took it from
1: you know the very bottom and just brought it to the top yeah definitely i think once you get bigger and bigger i think that's going to be the intriguing story that your father been in the game for so long Mm -hmm. and uh yeah what age did you know like you wanted to go pro and like when did you know you were like good enough to like be pro so I mean, you know,
2: everybody, you know, has the stories of oh, you know, I want to, I want to this, you know, I, wanna this. You know, I I did want to do that, those things uh, when I was very small, but I, I would, I would say it wasn't until I really started, you know, competing when I was like age eight, uh, I went to my first tournament and I went home. I didn't, I didn't take first. I actually took, so I took a third place trophy home and a fourth place trophy home. I went to this Dragon Flair tournament. Since I competed that first day, I, I was just hooked. I was like, damn, I need to compete all the time. I just wanted to compete, compete, compete. I remember um, that by age 10, I won my first tournament. And that's when I was like, yeah, like, I I knew what I was at. I was like, I, I could I could definitely do this, you know. And yeah. then uh, I remember I went home that day, and they had the, uh, I, I believe it was Kimball Slice versus Ken Shanak on TV. And that was like a long time ago, but it was a big fight for the time. It was kind of like, you know, not... Equal to, but you know, it was kind of like uh, McGregor versus Aldo or something. You know, what I mean, everybody was watching it. You were an MMA fan, you were watching it, and I remember watching that. And I was like, you know, I'm, I knew if I got older, I was like, I could be somebody like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, I was just, I want to stay with this. So um when I started competing in the amateurs, as I as I was going one and O, two and O, three and I just knew I'm like, I'm, I'm going, bro, I'm going all the way with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like you said, you, you went five and zero as an amateur, and then what? What was the moment like? You and your team decided like it was time to go pro.
2: Uh, after my Pat Casey fight, you know, I, it was a it was a big lead up to the fight. Um, yeah. I had a lot of people don't know what happens behind the scenes, but I had a lot of injuries throughout my amateur career. I had a lot of people that pulled out when I wasn't injured. I even caught the the fucking mumps, you know, of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was <laughs> eradicated in the nineteen seventies, but. I caught the mumps. That prevented me from fighting one time. Uh, I believe it was June of 2017, so I couldn't fight so many different times. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? This probably doesn't even happen in the pro games. And I knew I was already at that level. I was going to, I've gone to other gyms and I was competing, you know, very well if not beating pro fighters. You know what I mean, so I was like, let's go pro. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. take it
1: to the next level. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you got the mums and I was like, what the hell? Like, it's like an old sickness.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I don't understand. I, I even got vaccinated and everything for it, yeah.
1: but sometimes I guess uh, the doctor said it could still soak through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. then going into your first pro fight, what was what was that experience like?
2: It was a good experience, you know. Um, it, it was cool because, you know, I went out there. It was on, like, a, a stage that I fought on before, so it wasn't like it was really, like, any different than uh, any other of my fights. You know, I fought a Mohegan Sun multiple times. I uh, mm-hmm. had already been there, so I was like, I've been there, done that. I just went out there and did what I was doing throughout my amateur career, go out there. And I actually won with one of the same moves that I won with, I believe, in my previous amateur fights, too. I won with a shoulder lock from Kitsuka So it was it was all very familiar to me. It wasn't like I was in like a different environment or anything, but I knew right there, I was just like, yeah, let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it rolling.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now... Could you explain to me, like, what your specialty is, like, in mixed martial arts? Um, I
2: would say my specialty is in mixed martial arts is being, you know, a well-rounded fighter, you mm-hmm. know, um, there's a lot of fighters that, you know, they're good, they're good in one area, they're good in this area, you know, I consider myself to be a complete, you know, mixed martial artist, like, I'm, I'm good with my striking, you know, I'm good on the ground, I've won, if you look at my typology, I've mm-hmm. won all of my fights, you know, by submission, you know, so I'd say I'm, Obviously, you know, more atoned to the grappling, but I wouldn't consider myself just a grappler, though. It's not like I'm like a – I'm not like a Damian Bio who's to go out there and, you know, just, take you to the, just try to take you to the ground. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm everywhere. I, I work every day. I work my striking probably twice as hard as my ground game. You know, I've just yeah. been doing ground so long. I've been training in grappling tournaments. I've been doing grappling terms since I was, you know, eight years old. So when you're doing grappling for since you've been eight years old, it's just kind of like ingrained in your system.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when, when I first discovered you, I thought you were going to be, like, a big striker. Just because you're, like, big. Uh-huh. And then I saw, like, your style, and I was like, wow, this guy's, like, super technical. Like, it's crazy. Uh-huh. I appreciate that, mess. So, your last fight was on Bellator 216, and then uh-huh. I know that was still at Mohegan, but what was it, like, different from the other pro fights? Now, that, the Bellator fight was different.
2: I, yeah. fe- I felt different under the lights. I felt like uh, I was more... Uh, I don't know. I just I just felt like a different person. Like I was in there for like a greater purpose than mm. I was in my in my previous fights. Actually, know, I had fought the Mohegan Sun before, but some about those lights above Belthora, I just felt like you know I, I was I was there, you know, for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I loved the experience. The crowd was crazy, and you know the noises, everything. I I just really took it in and I I enjoyed it while I was doing it. I would say. Compared to my Mohegan experiences with reality fighting, it was definitely a much bigger, bigger moment for me. I would say it was probably the biggest moment in my career.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can you take me like through that fight and like how you got the rear naked chokehold to finish him?
2: Yeah. So everybody was telling me that like this uh, Rodolfo Rocha guy, they were saying that he was going to come out swinging. You know, he's got a hard right hand. You know, he lets his shots go. So I get out there, expecting. I was keeping nice long rangey. You know, I was keeping my distance, from my lead hand, my, my lead foot was right there, ready to counter. And he wasn't throwing nothing. I'm like, dude, he's doing the opposite of what I was training for this whole camp. And then I was just like, all right, I'm going to make things happen. Start popping my jab out there, land the jab, land the sidekick, move around. All of a sudden, I saw the takedown. I was like, I'm going to take him down. Took him down. Boom. And a lot of people were like, why is he taking down a BJJ black belt? But I know where my level's at was who I was training with throughout that camp. I was training with black belts, brown belts, everything throughout that whole camp anyway. So I already knew him. Sure. I already knew I was ready for a BGJ black belt one and I wouldn't take a fight if I knew I couldn't handle it. Anyways, but I was, I was in there fighting them, and I remember in the second round I landed a huge elbow. That huge elbow opened them up, and I, that basically was that's basically
1: what allowed me to slip in the ring and control. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like I saw on on Twitter, you went you went a little viral on there. And what, was there any like anything that stood out to you? Like anybody that reached out or anything?
2: Um, not not in particular, just, I'm just happy that I was able to get the experience, you know, I would actually uh, went along with going into Bellator, but the the contract deals that they had, I I just didn't want to take that, I felt that the best move was to go over to CES for May 31st, because it just seemed to have more opportunities, I'm looking even bigger than Bellator now, I'm looking looking at the UFC, the big stage, you know, but once I won this fight, you know, going to the big stages. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking UFC contender series.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like going into a fight, do you look up film on your opponents?
2: Uh yes. I don't really hide when I when I look at film. It, it would yeah. be stupid of somebody not to look at film. You know, if you Yeah. You gotta you gotta know what the opponent is bringing to the table. Now I don't sit there, you know, and study film all day long yeah, or anything yeah. like that. You know, I look at him I see his habits. You know, I see his habits, whether they're good or bad, you know, and then uh I train through camp, you know, based off of what the other kind of At the same time, I'm always, I'm not always focused on that. But they're gonna do their specific thing. Look at my last fight. You know, the guy I expected to come out aggressively, he was staying back like he didn't want to engage with the striking, and he didn't want to engage with the grappling. You know, so yeah. I, I, you really can't trust them at the end of the day, the opponent, could change up their whole style. Yeah. I've had that happen actually a couple times where I've studied an opponent, and he was crazy, you know, crazy wild. Most soon he goes in there and, you know, he's tight, he's technical, you know, he's punching down the pipe. That's why you should always be sparring with different bodies in the gym, getting different looks and getting looks, whether they're wild, whether they're, you know, whether right down the pipe with their punches, you know, Mm -hmm. technical strikers, everything, you know, you got to fight different styles, you know, karate, Muay Thai, you know, BJJ, wrestlers, you know, it's it's all got to, you got to be used
1: to everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird uh, when I hear fighters say they don't watch film, and I kind of feel like it's a a lie. Like I feel like if there is film available, why wouldn't you watch it? I feel like there's guys that lie about it yeah, too. Yeah. They, you
2: know, they they want to act like they're like they don't need to study film. You know,
1: yeah, it's kind of, which is kind of ignorant in my opinion. You yeah. it, it would be stupid
2: not to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That I means 2019. We got YouTube. <laughs> I got nothing to hide myself. I got like sixty. I got like sixty videos of my school. All
1: right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You got plenty to study on me, but at the end of the day, I don't care because I'm always working different stuff in the gym. I'm always training different stuff. You know, when I'm in the gym, I'm you know I'm constantly learning, constantly growing. I'm never working the same things over and over.
1: Yeah, definitely. And going into your fight, you got it. May May thirty first, CES fifty six. You're fighting Ryan Jet, who is four and five. And how do you see this fight playing out?
2: Yeah, I'm not looking the guy over. He's, you know, he's four and five, but he fought nothing but tough guys, you know. In his amateur career, he only had one loss as an amateur. So I know that he's going to be definitely my toughest opponent. Yeah, he has the most experienced of mm-hmm. I mean, any opponent that I have. From here. So I'm going in, there, you know, calm, cool, collected, you know, ready to get the job done. But I'm going to be definitely careful. He's got power in both hands. He's got snapping blow punches. At the end of the day, anybody can get knocked out. You know, when you're in there, when you when you have four out gloves on, sweet, swinging at you, anything can happen.
1: So I'm just going to do the same thing I've been doing. You know, go in there, nice and relaxed, poised, and just do what I always do. Yeah, definitely. How
2: do you like stay relaxed in a in a fight, though? I feel like at this point, it's just experience. You yeah. know, I've been doing it so long that I really don't think I could be under. I when I go in there, I'm just I'm at home. yeah. You know, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like my second home. It's like Kind of like the way I describe the him. as my home. You know, when I'm in the cage, that's my home. I'm, I'm in there; that's that's where I live for that moment.
1: Definitely, definitely. Speaking of home, what is, what's it going to feel like to fight uh, even closer to home this time in Hartford? It's
2: going to feel great, man. I'm already selling tons of tickets. Right. I know CES; you're going to be happy about that. I'm already selling. Yeah, I'm selling lots of tickets. Uh, everybody's hitting me up. It's it's real cool, man. I like prefer if she find a Mohegan son, That to be mean, but. Uh, Mohegan Sun's Mohegan Sun, you know, you could yeah, yeah. go out to, you know, people like going to the casino, you know, there's so much to do at the casino. But it's going, it's going to be cool though to go to the, the Connecticut Convention Center. I believe it's the second, only the second time yep. that they've had it there so far. So it's going, it's going to be a cool
1: experience. Yeah, definitely. And for those like who don't know, like, tell me like, what a training camp is like.
2: Um, I mean it's got a lot of goods, it's got a lot of bads. Um, you know, it's a training camp, you know, it's it's a struggle but at the end of the day it, pay, it pays off. I would say, you know, it's it's just multiple training sessions, you know, but what a lot of what people don't understand though, it's a lot of recovery too, you know, it's mm-hmm. you know, ice baths, you know, stretching, you know, rolling out, massage, you know, cryotherapy therapy sessions, you know, sauna, everything, you know, you're you gotta you gotta recover in between those sessions. It's you know it, take like a rush you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're doing one thing to the next to the next you know it's, it's busy you're staying busy out pro camp
1: yeah definitely what are your goals for uh 2019 for 2019 yeah i would say contender series man
2: honestly you know i get let's say i'm gonna get this win you know may 31st then let's say I get another fight right after that they offer me another fight win that one you know if they offer me one more I'll take that one get get another win uh, I'm sure UFC's going to be knocking on my door for a contender series
1: shot, 100%. Yeah, definitely. That'd be dope. Yeah,
2: that'd be sick. That's, that's really what I'm looking looking for.
1: Definitely. All right, so you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. Cool, brother. Hit <laughs> me with them. <laughs> What's your playlist like when you're training? My playlist? Yeah. Um,
2: it's basically make rap and hip-hop, I would say, when I'm training because, I don't know, some hip-hop or rap gets me because it's up to train. Yeah, so, yeah, you might have, like, a... I have a little bit of some A W in there. Uh, I might throw a little bit of Kendrick. Uh, okay. A little, bit, a little bit of everything, man. I, I really I appreciate all that a lot of rap and
1: hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who was your favorite fighter growing up?
2: I would say GSP. I always well either GSP or Fedor, man. Fedor was like. That was the He was like the MMA guy to me when I was little. I would watch him, and I'd be like, damn, this Russian motherfucker is knocking everybody out. instrumenting instrument and everybody, I used to watch him. And I was just, I, I don't know, I, I wanted to be like Fedor when, when I was a little kid. My dad used to really uh, like Fedor's style, too, because he was sambo.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I appreciated that he was like a different, he was like a different style. You know, all the all the guys back then were all Muay Thai BJJ, and you got this guy from Russia who was coming in. I always appreciated GSP, too, because GSP was always a technical striker, and he could wrestle. He learned how to wrestle after, after I believe, he, he lost the fight, and then he learned how to, how to wrestle after that. So, I, I always appreciated both of those fighters, I'd say, the most.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Those are two good ones. Uh, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not training?
2: Well, I'm not training. I actually, uh, I really like hiking. I like, I like the outdoors. I appreciate the outdoors. I like to draw. I'm, I'm actually, people a lot of people don't know, but I like art. Uh, well, ever since I was growing up, actually my family thought I was probably going to become an artist because I, I I was drawing like all the time when I was well, I, I took art classes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's dope.
2: I just kind of keep on the low because I'm always training now. You know, I'm training twenty four seven, so that was kind of my life now.
1: Gotcha. Uh, who's one guy that you'd want to fight, dead or alive?
2: One guy I want to fight, dead or alive. Hmm. I never thought of that. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, you
2: know, that's a hard question. I don't mean, you know. Yeah, so I don't. Really, I don't really want to fight anybody. It's Just you know, if it happens, it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> I don't, I don't,
2: I don't ever go. Damn, I want to fight that guy.
1: All right, well, let's say, would you want, say, like, would you want to like train with like GSP?
2: Yeah, definitely. I would definitely go train with uh, GSP. Actually, my boy Steve, yeah. he, used to, uh, he used to, he used to hang out. Oh, we were trying to go up for a long year, but uh, and never, we never ended up. I do I going to do it, but I would definitely go train, train with GSP. That'd be sick.
1: Gotcha. And last one: Would you rather give up MMA or have a million dollars?
2: Um, rather give up MMA or have a million dollars? I would say I, I wouldn't give up MMA for a million dollars. To be honest, because yeah. I know you know down the line. I mean, even though MMA fighters doesn't seem like they make that much down the line, though, you you really do you know make pay. You know if you're win if you're winning fights all the time. If you win a UFC championship, you know, belt or championship, you're rolling in some dough. So I would say I would stick around and nail over a million dollars.
1: For sure, for sure. That's how I figured your answer was going to be. I had to test you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I got to
1: be the lotto, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you calling.